Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are not going to have a repeat of yesterday's show. This is not the National Dynasty show. This is the National Football show, okay? Holy cow. All through the night, all through this morning, I've been answering phone calls. Hey, so you guys in Philly think that the Eagles are building a dynasty? No. That's not what Big Sill said. That's what Michael Irvin said. And so, hey, you got to take playmakers' word for it, right? Okay, so it's everywhere that Michael Irvin – I have some Eagle fans. Do you know how crazy some Eagle fans are? Listen to this. This is so Italian. By the way, hit the like button. Thank you for coming aboard as you always do. Watch this. Here's how untrustworthy you guys are of Cowboy fans and Cowboy players. Don't trust the guy. He's throwing reverse juju at us. Okay? This guy's throwing the Maloik at us. Don't listen to that guy. This guy, that's not what he means. He's throwing reverse juju on us. He's like throwing it out there and it's like he's cursing us. I'm like, duh. That's not what that guy does. Okay? I'm like, the the National Dynasty show, Kyle, is not what this thing is, man. Holy cow. (laughs) Hey, the expectations on this football team and on this group of men, I think they're the most hyped team in the league this year. Let me think if there's another team that's got more hype on it. Who are the teams this year going into 2022 that have a lot of hype? I would think Denver. Chargers. Would the Chargers and the Eagles be in the same situation? Would they? A lot of talent on that Charger team, but they really haven't done anything either. They didn't even make the playoffs last year. So that Charger team's got some expectations. Justin Herbert. You add Khalil Mack. You got Joey Boza on the other side. You got Derwin James. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. Question marks at the coaching position there in Los Angeles when it comes to the Chargers, right? All that. Who else? Miami? Raiders? The Bills? There's some. The Bengals? I, do, do you really feel it? Do you feel an energy with the Bengals? I think so. I think there's an energy with the I think there's an energy with the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow gives you that energy. And he, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying right now, man. Just watch the Michael Irvin interview. Cowboys are scared of us. Listen to Jesse. Jesse, this is like old school Buddy Ryan days, right? Hey, those days were great, man, cuz you had Buddy Ryan and Jimmy Johnson and butting heads and going back and forth. 
those were great football games, man. They really were. Those were fantastic football games. Eagles are the most hyped team in the NFC this offseason. Do you agree with that, Mike? I think so. Look at Davey Boy. Dynasty or bust? Man. Holy cow. How about this, though? Don't you feel that there's a little bit too many ifs when we're talking about the Eagles? If Gannon does this. If Jalen plays well. If the defense can live up to some of the hype so far. If A.J. Brown has a big year. There's a lot of ifs on that team. Is Steichen going to be a really great coordinator this year? Dude, there's a ton of ifs. Okay? A ton of ifs. Xander says there's a ton of teams that have ifs. Yeah, but it's funny. When I look at the Buccaneers and I go, if Tom Brady plays, well... Hey, by the way, how about people saying that Tom Brady's not committed to the NFL because he's got to take a personal leave of absence? I'd be very careful with that. His mom's been sick for the last two years. I might want to pump the brakes on that. Before you sit there and start talking about Tom Brady not being committed this year, be careful. He's got two elderly parents, and he might want to spend time with them right now. His parents gave him everything and every opportunity. You might want to be careful because there's so much Brady hatred. You might want to be careful. Tom's mom's been ill for the last couple years. Careful now. Okay? Just saying. I'm not not saying that he's not distracted with other things, business. He kind of retired, the dolphin thing. I get it. And 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 I hear some of that. But I might be careful because there could be a family issue going on. And you'd hate to be the jackass that posts something and all of a sudden Brady's mom dies. You wouldn't want to be in that room, would you? I know I wouldn't. Especially when you're talking about a guy who's been committed his entire life to playing this great game of football. And the greatest winner of all time. You might want to give the guy a little bit of a pass. That's what I'm saying. That's all. Let's see what happens when he puts it on in September also, just like the rest of the league, just like Jalen Hurts. A lot of ifs. I don't know if there's a lot of ifs in Buffalo. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there's a lot of ifs. By the way, today we will have on the program in hour number three, the afternoon host. For WFAN, the number one rated show in New York City, our good friend Craig Cartman, who used to also be on WIP, will step in with us. We will talk Gigantes and Jeffs, Jets and also Joe Douglas. Was he kicking the tires around on Dillard? Seems to be that Joe Douglas called Howie Roseman, and you want to hear something? This just in. Howie Roseman told Joe Douglas – to Dillard, no. You can quote Big Sills on that. Told them no. No. Because we have the war of attrition on our side. Like I told you yesterday, 
The Philadelphia Eagles, working on primetime still, Michael. He's not in the best of health right now. And so primetime needs a little time. We're trying to work on getting a day for him. He may pop in today or tomorrow. I don't know. I don't want to commit to it yet. Just yet. So, yeah. Howie doesn't have the most talented roster in the league, but you know what he does have? The deepest, as I said. And I'll hold to that. This Eagle team has a lot of depth. They're good across the board. Watch this. The only place they're really not good is in special teams, which is a problem for me. Are they good in the secondary? Yes. I wouldn't say they're great. I would say they're good. Safeties, corners, it's a group. I would say they're very good. Huge uptake from last year. Their linebacking core, I would say it's good. And it's better than solid. I think it goes like this. Poor, bad, average, solid, very good, spectacular. Okay? And I would say this. I would say the linebacking core right now is good. The D-line, I think it's got potential to be very good. Right now, I'm going to say right now, good. And almost very good. Remember something. This unit a year ago was one of the worst sack-performing units in the entire league. You can't use the ifs again and say they're going to be better just because you added Hassan Reddick, they got to go out and deliver the mail. You can't be, you know, you know what the big problem we're having here with the Eagle fans? Don't be paper champions. Don't be paper champions. Talking about your football team being a championship caliber team when it's only on paper right now. That's paper champions. Let's see it going out there, especially in this Jets game. I'll tell you a little bit later on in the show what I'm going to be looking for in that exhibition game. But for me, again, this is a very, very good roster with a lot of ifs. Linebackers have been the best in decades. I agree, Keith. Booza says sacks are overrated, Sills. I agree. Pressure on the quarterback, moving him around in the pocket, setting the edges, okay? The sack number, what it is, it's a barometer in telling you what your guys are doing on getting to the quarterback, though. I agree. You could have no tackles in a game and be an absolute force in a football game, especially if you're stopping the run and you're forcing everything to bounce outside, you could have no tackles in a game. But if you're not getting any yardage up the middle, and say you're a nose, or you're Fletcher, or you're Hardgrave, or you're Jordan Davis, and the opposing team has six carries for no yards, you have no tackles? Well, how could you get any tackles when there's only six carries? Right? I mean, some would go, well, there's no numbers to pour, you know, He didn't really have a good year. You're like, they ran the ball six times, dude. How am I supposed to have a 10-tackle game when they ran the ball six times? So you're right. 
sometimes numbers can be a little misleading, especially in that stuff. Lotus, appreciate you coming aboard live from San Francisco. Thank you so much, my friend. I'm looking forward to Friday, too, against the Jets. All right, let me let me throw something at you here. And to, you guys tell me if you think that I'm on the same page with you guys, or maybe you differ for me on this. Would we agree that one of the one of the pluses that we've seen with Nick Sirianni versus Doug Peterson and how it's been an upgrade with Nick Sirianni over Doug Peterson has been this. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Isn't Nick Sirianni and that coaching staff more willing to bend and listen, not just to players, but to the front office when it comes to health, the medical department with the Eagles? Hey, let's not play a lot of our guys in the exhibition games because we're looking to be healthy going into the first quarter poll of the season. What does Sirianni do? Does he fight it? No. He listens to the intel. He takes all the information, processes it, goes back and has a conversation with his general manager about it. He goes and talks to his medical department about it, and they come to an agreement. Okay? I wonder if Doug would do that. Or how about this? You know, we're just not doing a great job right now throwing the football. We've got to come up with something right now to start winning ball games here. And the strength of our football team is running, running it. Steichen, what do you think? How about if you take over the play calling here in the second half of the season here, and I'll worry on more of the process of looking at the entire team, and you pick it up here, and you listen to the players. Would, would you agree that that is one of the pluses that Sirianni has over Doug Peterson? Doug is one of them old school guys, like Andy Reid. He's going to do shit his way. This is how I'm not saying he wasn't open listening to some of his boys on the team or his coaching staff, but isn't it where Sirianni goes like this? Hey, let me listen to the medical staff. Let me listen to the personnel staff. Hey, if the owner wants to jump in and say something, hey, listen, okay, our coaching staff, our players, isn't Nick more? And by the way, I'm not saying that there's all these. There's all these roosters in the hen house here because at the end of the day, the head coach has got to make decisions on what he wants his football team to look like, right? The coach, somebody has to have the final call when you're in a locker room, especially when you're addressing professional men. Would we not agree, though, that Sirianni and Lee, hey, by the way, I don't know what that translates into, whether or not Nick Sirianni is a Super Bowl winning coach or not. I don't know that yet. I don't think anybody knew if Nick Sirianni was going to be a guy that was even going to be a head coach three years ago or if Doug Peterson was going to be a Super Bowl winning coach. You just don't know when that happens. How about Ron, what he just said here? Ron says Sirianni is more of a player's coach than Doug Peterson? Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Browns with the one-year suspension coming for Watson. Lotus, 
I don't believe that report. I don't. I think Deshaun Watson's going to play the entire season this year. Just because that guy's coming down and saying that he should be suspended, this new judge, I guess the NFL didn't like what Sue Robinson said, so they're going to dig up another old re rehashed um, uh, and, and retread a former judge to get exactly what they want. The NFL Players Association will sue. They'll win, too. And by the way, personally, I think Roger Goodell slandered Deshaun Watson. Even pro football focus and even pro football talk, uh, Mike Florio, believes that the NFL slandered Deshaun Watson. A court of law, a United States grand jury, two of them, could not find evidence against Deshaun Watson. But the commissioner of the league is going to call him sexual predator. That's pretty damning. You're not a court of law. The NFL is not a courtroom. I don't give a shit how many judges they have. They're not a courtroom. They act like one. They act like a marriage counselor. They act like a drug rehab center. They act like a... Sexual abuse center? You're a football league, dude. That's who you are. This is the shit that the NFL gets in trouble with when they go over the rails. You're a professional sports league. You are not a marriage counselor. You are not a rehabilitation center. You are not. But the league thinks they can act like that because they go by the winds of social media. All right. Let's bring it back to where we're going here, though, today. Expectations. I'm going to leave Jalen Hurts out of this conversation here, okay? And I'm going to ask you about some players on the team and what you're expecting from them this year. What, what do you think this player should give the Eagles this year? What are you expecting? And then I'll follow up with what my expectations are. Hassan Reddick, let's start there. What's your expectations with Hassan Reddick? What do you see his importance and what do you see his production being this year for this Eagle team? And if we're hoping that this Eagle team is a top 10 unit overall, what are your expectations for him? Keith says 10 sacks. 12 sacks, three forced fumbles. How comfortable with Nick's relationship? And I believe it's solid. I do, Flex. Thank you very much. At least 10 sacks. Jesse says 12 sacks. Here's my expectations. By the way, I got a list of guys here. So we're going to go down this list here. Of what my expectations are. Flex says eight and a half sacks. Michael says 11 and 6. Staying with that, 8 sacks causing havoc. 
Are all these the new guys? No, I'm just throwing random guys out here who I think are going to be contributors to this Eagle success this year. For me, I think Hassan Reddick, to me, I don't want to see Hassan Reddick on first and second down. I want to see Hassan Reddick in game situations. And when I say that, guys, do you know that the majority of the time, most defenses, at least 70% of the time, have their third down personnel in, in today's NFL. So out of 10 plays, he may not be on the field, two of them or three of them. That's okay. I don't need him to be a run stopper. Why the hell do you think I drafted Jordan Davis? Or I've got Fletcher Cox on a re-sign. Or I've got Hardgrave. Or I've got all these great defensive linemen now that are on my football team. I don't need Hassan Reddick on first and second down jamming the run. I need this guy to wreak havoc. I need this guy. How about this? I personally think if the Eagles are going to have success, my expectations on Hassan Reddick, is this fair? I think he has to have the most sacks of any edge rusher in the NFC East. So I'm not going to put a number on it, but I think he's got to be the leader. And I think he's got to have the most sacks of anybody in the NFC East if this team is going to be successful, especially on that side of the ball. Now, remember, you got you got Chase Young in Washington, Michael Parsons in Dallas. You got some pretty talented people. That's pretty talented people. Okay. All right. Hey, listen, we're going to take a small time out here because the internet's going in and out here. So let's see if we could reconnect. And I'm going to pick it up right after Hassan Reddick here. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Appreciate everybody being tight with us here as, again, it's absolutely crazy sometimes when you have to go through the internet a little bit here and, you know, try to keep a connection going here. So thank you guys so much for your patience here, too. Hopefully this thing all works itself out here. Thank you very much. Yes, the McDonald's Wi-Fi really not working very well right now. It's actually worse right now. Thank you very little. Thank you very little. Look, I'm going over some of the expectations here again for the Eagles this season here. And I got to tell you guys, man, I'm really looking forward to the scenario here where we're sitting here and we're looking at getting everything situated here where, again, um, hey, Xander, do you want me to take another time out here? Because I'm seeing like low bars here too, man. Do you want me to take another time uh, out here? Sales. Yo, big sales. You're you're oh, you looks like you're coming back in, but it's it's been pretty bad. So we can hit a break and we can take it up to four o'clock if you want to do that. All right, let's see if we could do that. Guys, listen, we'll come back at four o'clock here. Well, you're clearing okay. up now. You're clearing up a little bit, but it's tough. I don't want to sit back here. I, I give it time, but then I don't want to I think it may be coming back here a little yeah, bit. You're what good. do you you're think there? Pop back in. All right, let's let let's let's press forward here and Let's let's press forward here. <laughs> hey, that's cool, man. I love that, man. Thank you, Xander. I appreciate it, brother. All right, please hit the like button, guys. I thank you so much. It's good now. It looks like we're kind of clearing up a little bit here. Thank you guys so much, man. Actually, you've never sounded good. <laughs> hey, Joseph, thank you, okay? Always, hey, Joseph, remember something today, brother. This is not, look what Jesse says. Just don't move, Sills. <laughs> Sills, just don't move. We're all good. Hang on, Sills. Don't move. I'm going to fight. Just go like this. And I go like this a little bit here. Xander to the emergency. Thank you very much. All right. Let's move on here. I started it out by saying, let's try to figure out here what expectations are for this football team here. Okay. Let's. Okay. <laughs> hey, Xander goes like this. Hey, Sills, I just gave it a wand, you know. I showed up and what the hell, man, you know? Xander shows up, it's fixed. Please, God. I've, I've had, yesterday was a horrible day. Okay, today now, Xander's going to go like this. Xander threw his Phil, Phil Jackson Zen dust. 
on the show when we're ready to rock now. What the hell is this, man? Please, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So yesterday, the national, yeah, the, the, the national um, dynasty show. That's what we want to rename this thing here. Yeah, hey, the National Pixie Ball Show. Congratulations to you. The Mini Craft Show. You guys are terrible. All right. All right, listen. Hassan Reddick, do you guys agree with me what I'm saying here when it comes to my expectations? Is is it too high? I think he's got to be the best edge rusher in the NFC East. You is that is is that too much of an expectation for him? Are you guys okay with that? You're all right with that what I'm saying? I think he's got to outperform Michael Parsons. Are you all right with that one? Best, I'm going to write this down here. Best edge rusher in the East. By the way, I don't care about being the best edge rusher in the NFC or the NFL. Just be the most Productive edge rusher in the NFC East. Win the division first. Start there. Win the division. GT says Chase Young, no way. Well, let's see. Dude's coming off an injury. By the way, GT, from what I'm understanding, Chase Young's not going to be ready at the beginning of the season. Okay. Seth says, Sills, not too high. He might not live up to that. Yeah, but Seth, listen. Okay, say he doesn't live up to that, but he has 11 and a half sacks, and he leads the team in pressures. You okay with that, though? I'm setting the bar high for these guys. Okay? I'm setting, I'm setting the bar high for these guys. Best in the East. Let's move on now. I love that. I bet you Hassan Reddick has that goal. Let me have more sacks than Michael Parsons and Chase Young. Let me tell you something. Would we agree if Hassan Reddick has more sacks than Chase Young and Michael Parsons, he's going to be considered for the all-pro team. Right? Now look at Gigi here. Gigi's doing this. Sound like a setup to me. Easy. <laughs> it's not a setup. These are my expectations for your guys. AJ Brown. What do you want to see this year in 2022 with AJ Brown? I have not asked you this. You're on point, Sills. All I want to do is win the NFC East. Dude, start it there. You win the East, everything is within reach. Watch this. If you win the East, you're two games from the Super Bowl. Right? Wait till you hear what I have expectations for A.J. Brown. GT, 850 yards, 10 touchdowns, near 800 yards. My expectations are straight up weird. You hear what uh, Nuri says? Mr. Kennedy says my expectations are weird that I want Hassan Reddick to have more pressure and pass rush sacks than Chase Young 
and Michael Parsons. What did Parsons have last year? Nine? You're making Michael Parsons sounds like he had 15 sacks last year. Chase Young missed the season last year. What's so weird about a guy who's had double-digit sack seasons the last two years in the NFL? Actually, if you think about it, Hassan Reddick had more sacks last year than did Michael Parsons and Chase Young. So what's weird about that? Dude, I think you're you're weird. Let's go here. 17 touchdowns, 1350. Practice says. Big pick in 1100 yards. Here's my expectations. Are you ready? I want him to have a better season than T.O. had in 04. I want him to be Terrell Owens. 78 catches, 1,200 yards. Now, T.O. did it in 14 games because he missed the final two. I get it. But he did have 14 touchdown catches. I want 78 catches, 1,200 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Is that out of reach for A.J. Brown, who everyone is saying is a freak of nature every time they put their eyes on him in training camp? Okay? Do you agree? You're overlooking Smitty with an elite quarterback. I'm not there yet. I'm going to get to him. Flex, I'm going to get to him. I'm going to get to him. Hang in there. AJ isn't the question. Interesting. Practice. Very nicely done. He won't have 14 touchdowns. I think he's going to be a touchdown machine for the Eagles this year. I think jump balls, I think he's going to be a beast for the Eagles this season. I can't believe, okay, I can't believe Xander did that. I can't believe Xander fixed this thing. Here, let me knock on wood here. Here, let me hit my head. Yesterday, Michael Irvin, now Xander. to me. I'm getting Ajita again, like I did yesterday. Unbelievable. (laughs) Are you okay with my expectations, AJ? I want him to have a better season than what T.O. did in 2004. Okay? 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, 78 catches. You're paying the guy $25 million. Okay? You're paying him. Right? You're paying him $25 million a year. Lito, what's up, brother? Appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you. Please hit the like button, guys. So A.J. Brown has to have a T.O. season. Devontae Smith. What are your expectations on Devontae Smith this year? 
now we get into what some of you are saying. AJ's not really the conversation here, Dan. It's more Devontae. Okay. Big Sills on the Eagle side today. I'm on winning. That's the side I'm on. Winning. Thousand yards at least. Hurts to win 21. Seals, do you think Super Bowl is out of the question this year? No. I said you'd lose to the Bills this year in the Super Bowl, even though my brain's telling me Rams and Bills, I could see the Eagles getting there. I don't think the NFC, and I think a lot of teams going into the regular season have some issues. Stafford's arms hurt. What's going on with Brady? Rodgers doesn't have the weapons that he's had in the past. 49ers are going through a transition at quarterback. I mean, okay, why not the Eagles? And you know what's funny? Xander said this, Sills, you're the only guy saying this right now, and I was saying it four months ago. What's changed? You guys have always been under the assumption that I I don't think the Eagles are going to have a great season. I said you're going to the NFC Championship game. 75 catches, 900 yards, Pickens says. Devontae should have 83 catches, 1,100 yards, Dion says. So you're going to have two 1,000-yard wideouts? That's not happening. Okay? That's not. If they go to the NFC chip and they go to the NFC championship game, Hertz gets the $40 million. Mm. I would still have a problem with that. Flex says 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns. He'll have the biggest impact because he'll have CB2 on him. But by midseason, I'm telling you, it'll be a convo on who is the number one wide out on the Philadelphia Eagles. Who will be the number one wide receiver on the Philadelphia Eagles when everything is said and done at the end of the year? I like Edge here. 72 catches, 10, 25, and seven touchdowns. 60 and 15, Joseph says. So you think he'll have more touchdown catches than what AJ will? Sills is trying to jinx us. Flex, I love that right there. Yeah. 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns. Sills is trying to jinx us. Hey, I can't do any more harm to myself than what I did yesterday with Michael Irvin. Building a dynasty. You know, you know, it kept me up all night, too. Michael Irvin talking about dynasties to me. He's texting me, and he's like, my phone blew up when I landed. I was like, bro, I hear you, man. Here's my expectations on Devontae Smith this year. 80 catches, 950 yards, and eight touchdowns. So you got one guy that's having a year with like T.O. And I'll put this out there to you. If Devontae Smith has 950 yards in that offense and the other receiver has 1,200 yards in that offense, you may have the best duo wide receivers in the NFC. Okay, you may have the best duo of wideouts in the NFC. 
if you get that. Because that's a prolific, and that means this. Okay, how about this? I'll give this to Xander. If Devontae Smith has 950 yards and the other guy has 1,200 yards, A.J. Brown, and they get to the NFC Championship game, Jalen Hurts will be knocking on the $40 million door. The price is right at $40 million door. He'll be knocking on it. He'll be knocking on that door. He'll be knocking on it. Jimmy G's not going to Cleveland. Here, here practice, let me ask you this. So you're going to pay $46.1 to Deshaun Watson. You're paying $12 million of that $18 million to Carolina for the Baker Mayfield. You got $58 million lined up just in two guys. One guy's not even on your team. You're going to turn around and pay $25 million to Jimmy Garoppolo? So you're going to be paying three quarterbacks $85 million, and two of them won't play. There is a salary cap. You're going to pay three guys $85 million. One guy's in Carolina, one guy's suspended. By the way, there's been no fine levied against him. It's like $350,000 money he'll lose. It, and it's not per game. <laughs> this guy makes 46-1. Why would Cleveland do that? I think he's playing all 17 games this year. Pitts over people. Urban said they could build a dynasty with the right head coach and quarterback. He never said they're building a dynasty. Oh, I thought he did. You heard it different. It landed differently for you. You heard it different, dude. You know, sometimes people say something and you hear it different. I heard it different. And pretty much everyone else heard it different except you. So it's more of a you thing. Okay, so I, th- I think Devontae, 950, 80 catches, eight touchdowns. I think that's a great year for him. Okay. Hey, Kevin goes, that's the Browns for you. Yeah, I guess so, man. All right. Dallas Goddard. I love the fact that we're 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 talking about what we're expecting as fans here for this upcoming season. And by the way, Jalen Hurts is not going to be brought up here. We've talked about what we expect from him. Win big games. I don't know what Jalen Hurts' numbers are going to look like at the end, except for this. Did he beat Green Bay? Did he beat the Cowboys? Did he beat the Vikings? Did he beat the Cardinals? Did he beat Carson Wentz? Did he beat the Saints? Did they take down the Titans? See, I, I think sometimes we put too much credence into those numbers. How many times have we seen Tom Brady win ball games just throwing the ball 150 times in a game, two touchdowns or three touchdowns for 150 yards? Sometimes you see Brady throw for 500 yards in a game and lose. That's what makes Brady great. Brady Brady, Brady does what his team needs him to do. 
That's the question for me if Jalen Hurts has that intangible. You know, you want to know something? Isn't that the most important intangible that a quarterback can have? It's not so much about putting up empty calorie stats like we see Dak Prescott doing every single Sunday. It's about having the patience, the poise, the perseverance, all of that to understand I don't have to throw the ball 75 times in this game. Why don't we just run the ball 50 times in this game? Blow them out, go home, control the clock, control field position. Who cares if I throw for 100 yards? Who cares? And that has to come to the owner, too. I don't want to hear any of that bullshit that Nick Sirianni has to have conference calls and meetings with the owner and the general manager on why they won a ball game 17-14. That stuff's got to end. Because Hertz is not going to be gay. If you're, how about this? I'll make this to you. Do you all agree? If you are expecting Jalen Hurts to throw for 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns, you'll be sadly mistaken and sadly disappointed this year. But if Hurts turns around and beats those significant teams this year on his schedule, now we're talking about a quarterback that understands the position, something that Carson Wentz still is trying to process. You know what hero ball is to me? I got to throw for 350 yards a game. I don't want, I want you to figure the game out. There's a game inside the game. When Brady comes to the line of scrimmage, he's processing what they're trying to do. Well, they're going to take the runaway. I've got to be a passer today. I've got to complete intermediate passes. I've got to move the sticks. Maybe not so much running the ball, but I've got to throw to my backs. Let's, have a running game through throwing the ball. How many times do you see Tom Brady throwing to his running backs to create running games? It's about getting a win. Absolutely. That's what winning football from that position in the NFL means to me. That's why when I look at certain guys and you go like this, that's why you guys hate Kirk Cousins. You know why? That's exactly kind of what I'm talking about, isn't it? Cousins puts up these incredibly, incredibly surreal numbers. Last nine years, six years, he's had 4,000 passing yards. What's it resulted in? Kind of average football. And he's had Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Right? You guys look at him and go, what's it got you, Sills? So basically what Foles did? Dude, you could be a substitute teacher in the NFL and win. We've seen it happen. You don't have to be elite to win Super Bowls. Joe Flacco is another great example. No one would ever in a million years mistake Joe Flacco for being an elite quarterback. Okay? That's why Jalen doesn't have numbers here. My expectations for him, it's going to be weekly. It's not going to have a number on it. It's going to be based on his performance in big games. And I'm not talking about the giant games. 
I'm not talking about like the Bears games. I'm not talking about those type of games. Okay? Lito, it's not about stirring the pot. It's about now we're here, man. We're we're like a month out from the start of the NFL season here, okay? A couple games tonight too, man. I can't wait to watch. I'll talk a little bit more as we get to the top of the hour also what I'm expecting to see in the exhibition game against the Jets and what I want to see. Trent Dilfer, another great example. We're going over expectations on some of the players on the team. And get this, everybody on the team except Hurts. I told you what I need out of him. I don't need a 50 a 50 touchdown season. I need a 13 win season with significant wins and you win your division. And you beat Dallas, like Vermeil used to say. Beat Dallas, dude. Beat the Cowboys. It's not even about beating Washington. You can't lay up like you did last year and have an egg in the Meadowlands against the Giants like you did. Pitts, I've watched the interview. I know what the interview is. I disagree with you, man. Don't get yourself in a bind. I completely disagree with you. He said, in my opinion... If the coach and the quarterback are right, Philly has the beginnings of a dynasty. I don't know how else you look at it. If the coach and the quarterback are in sync, the Eagles have the basis for a dynasty. That's exactly what was meant by it. I talked to him. And that's how everyone took it, except you. It's okay. You heard it different. If the coach is the coach, the quarterback's the quarterback, the Eagles have the beginnings of a dynasty. Tell me I didn't hear that. Okay, tell me I didn't hear that. I heard that. Xander heard it. D. Gunn heard it. Rob heard it. Everyone heard that except you. Okay, that's a you thing, dude. No harm, no foul. Exactly. If the coach, okay, thank you. Or thank you. Well, you must have a tough time with conversations with people, man. What do you really mean by that? He's one of them guys that does this. What do you mean by that? What did you say? Hey, what did you mean? Did you mean this or did you mean that? Or did you mean this or did you mean that? Or did you, hey, (laughs) bro, that's exhausting. Okay. Hey, big picking. I know that. By the way, that's not the first time Irvin has said that. Okay. By the way, Michael Irvin will join us during the regular season every Wednesday at 4 30. Okay. How you doing? <laughs> okay, Pitts. I'm sorry too. Apologize. Okay. We're probably saying the same thing then, okay? If I'm being sharp with you, I apologize. Okay? Okay? Here's the next guy on my list. Jordan Mulata. 
I know, you know, the old linemen don't get love. Big Sills, well, Barrett gives him love. I'm going to give him love. Okay? Yeah, so we'll have Gary Cobb every Monday at 4.30 and Michael Irvin on Wednesday at 4.30. I'm working on Jimmy Johnson, by the way. I know, hey, my, 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 hey, get this, Xander. My Miami connections, and I heard Rob say, Basilio's got these Miami connections. Well, I mean, help me out here on this. Is Tony Romo a lead analyst? And he's a cowboy. Yes. Is Michael Irvin on TV? Yeah, he's a cowboy. Is Troy Aikman going to be doing Monday Night Football? Yeah, he's a cowboy. Is Moose Johnson part of the broadcast for Fox? I think he's the number two or three team. Yes. So there's four cowboy guys that are doing national network television and giving you football games. Just so happens that that kind of goes hand in hand with people sometimes when you have these relationships. So my coach happens to be Jimmy Johnson, who I played for in Dallas too, by the way. Michael Urban also I played with. And so we're going to have those three guys on every week. How you doing? So we get Jimmy on before he flies out to California every week. How's that for you? Hurts Dark Horse MVP says Q. Wow. What's your, what's your expectations for Mulatto? Mulatto will end up being better than Jason Peters. Pretty big comment. Pretty big comment. Lito, the best thing about Playmaker's interview was you didn't let him talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I already learned that when I had the owner of the Cowboys on. You guys told me to get that guy's ass off, and I'm like, do you know how many people get the owner of the Dallas Cowboys on their, their show? And everyone said, get that guy's face off my screen. Fly says all pro for Milana. I agree. I think Jordan Milana and Trent Williams will be your two tackles in the all-pro team this year. That's my expectations, and that's pretty lofty. You put your name, not in the Pro Bowl, but the all-pro team. You're on the all-pro team? Okay. Now we're talking about two of the greatest players in the game. And that deal that Howie cut with him last year is a steal. When Jordan Mulata goes on the open, how old is, by the way, somebody tell me how old Jordan Mulata is. Jordan Mulata's probably got two more big contracts coming his way. The next contract that Jordan Mulata signs, he'll be the highest paid tackle in the game. Because the next contract he signs, he'll be the best tackle in the game. Don't tell me he's 24. He's got three deals ahead of him then. Don't tell me that guy's 24. I got goosebumps right now. Are you freaking telling me that Jordan Mulata's 24 years of age? Holy shit. He... Jordan Mulata's 25 years old? Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. And you can bookmark this. Jordan Mulata has as much talent as Larry Allen had at this age. 
And I think Larry Allen's the best offensive lineman I've ever seen. That is something else. Wow. He's 24, 25 years old. You're going to have the best left tackle in the game for a decade again. How about the way Stoutland and that Eagle organization, you had the best center in the game. Now you're going to have the best left OT. Ask, ask Barrett that question tomorrow in Sports Take. You're 24-25. Jordan Malata has as much athleticism as Larry Allen did, and he's bigger. I don't know if he's as strong, because Larry Allen was a 700-pound bench presser. But he ran four eights. And I'm thinking because of his rugby background, this guy Malata could probably – Ticket under fives when it comes to 40-yard dashes. Larry Allen, in my opinion, is the best offensive lineman I've ever seen because he crushed and destroyed. 700-pound bench presser. Ran four eights. Got his hands on you. You know, you, you want to hear a legendary Larry Allen story? So Larry Allen got into a fight with somebody at Cowboy Camp. Do you know what he did to them? He grabbed him by the face mask and he ripped the face mask off of the guy he was fighting. Do you know how that thing is bolted on? He ripped the face mask off of the helmet. With those bolts into the helmet, Larry Allen ripped it off the guy's helmet, the face mask. Everybody's, everybody in the practice stopped because they had never seen anything like that before. It's like watching Bo Jackson break that bat like that. Watching a guy pull a face mask off a helmet. He turns 25. He turned 25 in March. That's insane. Wow. Do you think Evan Neal will be similar? Big D, I, I, I think Evan Neal's got to work a little bit more on recovery. I think he's really good at the point of attack. But there are times, especially in that SEC championship game, he gets beat on the first move. He struggles to get back. Milada did that a little bit last year, and he got better at it. I'm watching him. And he's a little bit better at that right now. Um, so, he, he, you know, playing offensive line in the NFL is a lot tougher than it is to play defensive line because there's more technique. Dude, you can wind a defensive lineman up and let him roll. When you're talking offense, pass, you got to be a great pass protector and a great run blocker. Great in screens. Great in selling the screen game. Lito goes, you know you have to screw the face mask on, right? <laughs> yeah, Lito, I think I've worn a few helmets in my day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. Okay, I know. Okay, Stebnowski told me the story. Okay, dude, he ripped that guy's face mask right off his helmet. I'm like, no, you know, you, helmet must have been cracked. He goes, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Dave Campo, when they first started um, <clears throat> finding out how totally strong that Larry Allen was, he personally sent me an email 
with him bench pressing. I hope I still have. I got to go back and take a look and see if I have that still. Because Campo sent me the, um, he sent me the uh, the video of him bench pressing seven oh five. Seals, do you think Malad is better than Pe- Peters in his prime? Man, Jason Peters is a Hall of Fame football player. Okay, he's a Hall of Fame football player. Um, I'm saying right now, watch this, Jesse. Jason Peters at 25, Jordan Milana at 25. Let's remember something with Milana as well. Okay, he's still learning the game. This guy didn't know how to put a helmet on three years ago. Okay, he he didn't know how to put a helmet on. So I think he's going to be the all pro. I want to continue this. I love what you guys are saying here today. By the way, how much there is, man. There's a ton of shit. Craig Carton, hour number three, also, by the way, at 5.30 Eastern, we'll talk to the afternoon host of WFAN. Also, he used to be on WIP in Philadelphia. We'll get his thoughts on Jets, Gigantes, and also Eagles. I want to pick it up. We already talked about Devontae Smith. I'm going to tell you what some expectations are of some of the other Eagle guys. Also... I'm going to compare the 2022 team to the 17 team when we come back out of the timeout as well. And I'll tell you and I'll explain. Hour two, please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. 
Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Two National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Seals. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much for joining us here. Sorry about the bumpy uh, first hour there with the connection, but it's all good now. Thank you so much, Xander, for putting it back on the rails here again for us. So please hit the like button. Don't forget, we have an hour number three. Craig Carton, afternoon host, WFAN, former WIP host. We'll talk to him. Jets, Giants, and Eagles. We're talking about expectations of this current group. We're singling out a lot of players today. And on top of that, we're excluding Jalen Hurts. Imagine that. Most people would think I would start with him or end with him. No. I've already told you what I want out of him. I don't give a shit about his touchdown numbers or his passing yards. Beat Dallas. Make plays in those games. Beat Washington. Own the Giants, especially in 2022. Give the Packers a run for their money. Show people you've arrived. Let me tell you this before we move on here, going through the expectations. Also, I want to talk about the 17 and the 22 team. Um, let me say this to you. The Cowboys will always be the benchmark for the Philadelphia Eagles. And where they are. Because you know Jerry Jones is going to spend money to put a team on the field. But let me tell you what the Packers is. Do you know what that game means? That Packer game means this. You've arrived if you beat Aaron Rodgers. You beat Dak. You beat Aaron Rodgers. Dak ain't no Hall of Famer. You beat that guy. Everyone will change their opinion of you and say, they're the best team in the NFC. You beat Green Bay? At the link, the entire perception of you will change. The Cowboy win, if you beat the Cowboys, you guys, you guys agree? You beat the Cowboys, everyone's going to say this about you. Well, you should beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys lost to Mark. This is what they're going to do to you. Be prepared. Hey, Philly, you're used to having someone take a shit on you nationally. Let me get you prepared for it. 
well, you beat the Cowboys because they're down. Mari's not there. They lost Gregory. You know, coach sucks. Sean Payton's going to have to come in and right the ship. You know they're going to come up with every single angle they can. You know this. That's why you got to beat them. Or guess what they'll say? Eh, that apple ain't really ready to get picked off that tree yet. You're still a green apple. You're not, you're not really ready yet. You know that's there. Yeah, Jalen's not ready to win them big games yet. You beat Dallas. So you, here, you really can't win, but you got to beat Dallas. Okay? You, you understand that. But when you beat the Packers and Rodgers, that's an identity game. Last year when Lamar Jackson ended up beating Patrick Mahomes, that was a signature moment in the Ravens. And also, by the way, I think that's what put him in the conversation. He can beat that guy. He can beat that guy. Joseph says, if we beat Dak, we're back. Yeah, but you know what they're going to say publicly about the Eagles. Well, you should beat them. They're lesser of a team this year, which I'm with you. You beat Dallas. That's the benchmark, and that's the gold standard in your division because they've absolutely wiped the floor with you the last two years. They've destroyed you. JV varsity. But because they've lost some personnel and – There's a narrative on the coach. First question that Mike McCarthy got when he was at Oxnard was what? How does it feel, Mike, to be on the hot seat? First question he was asked. We beat Dallas Cowboys, can't have excuses. Christopher, I'm not saying that we're, no, but they will. They do. Because they will never be the same team as 2020. That's right, Joseph. Cowboys always have excuses for their failure because they've never been able to face their failures. Okay? You've never had a leader in the locker room. When the face of your franchise is the owner, you've got a problem with your team. How many owners have two radio shows a week talking about the team? The coach doesn't even have a show. The owner does. The face of the franchise in Dallas is the owner. That's sad. It's not even Dak. Booza, Dallas is still a good team, Sills. I'm I'm on your side with this, Booza. I agree. You beat him. You're beating a good team. But you know what the national narrative is going to be. That's why I say you beat Aaron Rodgers and that Packer team. Week 12, you're going to have people going like this wow, the Eagles have arrived. Mr. International, Dallas, the most delusional team I've ever seen. I think the coverage is the most delusional I've ever seen. Every year, man, it's like Notre Dame. I don't know who's more overhyped every year, Notre Dame or the Cowboys. I mean, honestly, Notre Dame football is overhyped every year. Do we not agree? Every year, when they get into games against the SEC, they get their faces jammed in. 
Notre Dame will never win a national championship with the current academic structure they have in South Bend. There, I said it. Why do you think you have 87% admitted at Alabama? It's not because they take stupid people at Alabama. It's so that the football team could get kids who are marginal students who just want to go there just the same way that people go to MIT to be scientists. They want to be football players. They want their degrees to fold. And they want to be able to put their degrees in their wallet. Nothing wrong with that. That's the kind of degrees Alabama football gives you. The ones you fold in your wallet. M. Reyes says, this year is our year. Philly is an underdog city. Get used to it. I get it. I love it, too, actually. Ryan Gosils, you think Brian Kelly will get it done at LSU? No. Can I tell you why, Ryan? He's a bullshit artist. Looking a family in the face or a kid in the face and being a bullshit artist, kids are now today seeing through that. How you doing, everybody? The guy's from Vermont. (laughs) How you doing, everybody? Welcome to Baton Rouge. I'd be like, bro, man, (laughs) there's something wrong with this guy. He's an actor. I don't want my coach to be on a Broadway play in the offseason. How you doing, everybody? This is Brian Kelly. Hey, where'd that accent come from, Brian? I didn't hear that for like 13 years in South Bend. Well, what you talking about? I'm out here having gumbo. I'm from Louisiana now. The guy is a toolbox. Can you see him doing the dancing too on the on, on the uh, stripper pole? I'm like, what is? Okay, look. If my grandparents saw a coach with me on a stripper pole, they'd be like, "That's the coach." <laughs> yeah. You see Nick Saban on the stripper pole. With recruits. <laughs> the guy's a dope. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Brian Kelly. I'm the biggest bullshit artist to roll through these here swamps in a long time. Yeah, shit. We're going to have some fun and we're going to pull the tiger's tail. Holy cow, man. That guy is a straight-out bullshit artist. Would never play for him or Urban Liar. They're both BS artists. Hey, Christopher. Hey, here's you. Next time you tell your kid to watch Brian Kelly, hey, I'd like you to come down here, Christopher Morris Jr. Be a Tiger fan. Just so you know. Hey, Morris Jr., just so you know, I'm from Connecticut, so I... <laughs> okay, hey, how you doing, everybody? This is Brian Kelly. I'll tell you what, I make gumbo myself and crayfish. You know what crayfish are? Shit, that's a long recipe we've had in our family. Dude, you're from the area of maple syrup. Your family makes maple syrup in Vermont or North New Hampshire, whatever the hell you're from. This guy makes maple syrup, not crawdads. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? This is Brian Kelly on the stripper pole. (laughs) Beat Green Bay. Okay? 
You sound just like Brian Kelly. Hi. Oh, shit. You got to be a good, you got to be a great salesman. The only difference between Joseph, me and Brian Kelly, I'm not a good liar. Hey, you know, hey, you know why I don't like Brian Kelly too? I'll move back on to what we're doing here. Hang on. You know why I don't like Brian Kelly? When Brian Kelly got the Notre Dame job, they were getting ready to play against the Gators in the Sugar Bowl. And it was an awards banquet. You know what he did? He walked into his players and he goes, hey, I got the Notre Dame job. I'll see you guys later. University of Cincinnati guys. Hey, get this. Uh, Kelsey may have been on that team. Travis Kelsey may have been on that on that uh, Cincinnati team. He may have been on that Cincinnati team. I don't, I don't I, I'm not sure. Brian Kelly walks in and goes, see you guys later. I'm going to Notre Dame. Players were like this, what? Yeah, and then he sends a text message or some shit to the Notre Dame guys. Yeah, I'm taking $100 million to go into LSU. What a complete creep. I'm not saying you shouldn't take that money. I'm saying there's a way of doing things. Hey, look, I'm leaving. You guys always knew that this was a possibility. Isn't it funny when coaches leave? They don't get any shit for leaving kids behind. Kid leaves a program, though. Oh, he's only going and taking it for the money. <laughs> okay. I get it. All right. We've been going through last hour expectations on some of the players this year. We talked Hassan Reddick. We talked A.J. Brown. We talked Jordan Mulata, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Oh, I think the Vikings can beat the Packers. How about this? Boozum. I personally think that the Minnesota Vikings have more of an offensive firepower than uh, do the Minnesota Vikings. But I think Green Bay's defense is better. I think their defense is better. Okay. Dallas Goddard, what are your expectations for him in 2022? By the way, what tight ends would you say are better than him right now? You think Kittle's better than him? Again, San Fran. You think Kittle's better? Flex. If we can secure home field for the playoffs, I don't fear anybody but Brady. Rams would have to come from sunny California to cold-ass Philly. And Rodgers underperforms. He has been lately, has he not? Wow, Mr. International says 1,100. Flex? That means you have to win 13, 14 games to get home field advantage, I think. That's a pretty tall task. I think in the NFC this year, is this fair, guys? I think 13 wins will secure you home field. But you got to sweep Dallas. I don't know if you could do that. I think you'd have to sweep Dallas to get home field. Green Bay is going to win a lot of games. I don't care. Don't listen to what these people say. The Packers are going to have one of the top five defenses in the NFL by week nine. They've done a great job at retooling that football team, but not on the offensive side, on the defensive side. They're going to win games, man. 
Green Bay is the team that I think is still going to get home field advantage. Can you imagine this? What is that number? They win another 13 games this year. Matt LaFleur is going to start his career, four-year career, with 52 wins. That's pretty insane. He's going to have 52 wins in four years as a head coach in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) You're winning a lot of games, dude. (laughs) That's a lot. Kelsey Andrews and Kittle. Kid in Baltimore, right? Kelsey's probably the best, right? You know what's going to be interesting to see? What Jason Kelsey's numbers are going to look like this year without having Tyree Kill there. Booza says you got to sweep the NFC East if you're going to have home field advantage. Well, we are going 14-3. and Oof. That's right. I forgot Dynasty. Please, please. I can't take it any longer. No more Dynasty talk. Kittle's the best. We'll see this year with, what's his name? One play Trey. One play Trey, baby. 49ers won't win more than seven games this year with that guy as your starting quarterback. Remember I said that. Okay, we'll find out if I'm wrong or not. I said that that team, and I'll say it again, will not win more than seven games with Trey Lance as a starting quarterback in San Francisco. I think Dallas Goddard, hey, Walker's a hell of a football player too. I think Goddard's got a chance this year to be somebody really special where you could start talking about him being one of the the best in the game. I'd say he's top five right now, but when you're talking tight ends and pass-catching tight ends, you think, how about this? You think Goddard can be better than Zach Ertz? You think he's a better tight end than Zach? Flex says the first 10 weeks are not hard. 7-3-8-2 is not a stretch. I just don't fear anybody but Brady in January in Philly. The link will be hostile to Rodgers. Kevin says push. Okay. Booza says yes. Yes, all around blocking and yak. Philly Ian thinks that you really think Goddard's better than Zach Ertz. Carson Wentz, do you think that Zach Ertz was more like a Jay Novacek or like a Jason Witten? He was more like that, even though Witten was probably better after the catch than what Zach was. I always looked at Zach Ertz as kind of like a Jay Novacek kind of guy. You know, one of those dudes. They weren't really a tight end. They weren't going to line up and block Reggie White. You know, they, they, they weren't that guy, but you could put him in the slot. You can line him up out wide. He's kind of like, you know, that kid Kyle Pitts that they got in Atlanta. You're not going to line him up over defensive ends. He got his ass kicked when he was in the SEC. You got to kind of put him in space. And they're really good in space. That's what kind of Jay Novacek and Jason Witten were. I look at Jason Witten and go, I don't know, tight end, really? 
Mr. International says Zach Ertz is legendary, so you obviously don't think Goddard's better. Eric, he did have a lot of drops last year. Hey, Big Sills, I want to talk about Jalen Hurts. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay? Ertz is better hands. I don't see Goddard having Ertz's career. Wow, okay. Ertz is almost like a slot receiver. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Same thing with Novacek and guys like Jason Witten. Okay. Those are just some of the guys. By the way, would we not agree that this is also one of the ifs on the team? You know, I won't go so much into expectations, but how many people think James Bradbury is going to go back to his Pro Bowl former two years ago? That's an if. Right? That's an if. I think A.J. Brown is not an if. If Hassan Reddick can fit in to the Jonathan Gannon defense, that's an if. If Nicobe Dean can get on the field, that's an if. Right? Mr. International says James Bradbury will be better than he was even two years ago. That could be, but another if. Bradbury has to have a decent year. Joseph, that team can't have decent years from the new additions. He can't be decent. He's got to be good. Take the pressure off Slay. Okay, he can't be, or you'll have quarterbacks go into the link and assassinate that secondary like they did last year. He can't be decent. Okay, he can't be. Hassan Reddick can't be decent. These guys have to be really good ball players this year. Man, if I'm Jonathan Gannon, you know, I heard everyone say, hey, you know, you're going to have multiple. Fr- Man, I want to make that thing as simple as I can. Because you know what I want to have? Communication. I don't want to have any communication issues. Take it from a defensive football player. You know the number one problem that you get here in a huddle? Watch this with a new guy. Kane's G. Twist, left, banjo coverage, seven deep with a spy. You're new and you're going, okay, Kane's G is me being in a three front. Okay, on the one technique or on the three technique, I got to wait and see what the where we are in the hash mark. If I'm on the left hash, I'm in the three. If I'm on the right hash, I'm in the one. He's in the three. Then I got to worry about, was he talking to me inside when it came to my twist? Or is he talking to the defensive end and outside linebacker? I got to wait until I hear the call from the middle linebacker. Okay, two, two, two. That's them. Me, one, one, one. You got to wait for all of that pre-snap because the linebacker is setting the coverages because he's trying to disguise that coverage as much as he possibly can to the very last second until the quarterback goes set. Then you go off into your defenses, especially your coverage. And that usually happens with about five seconds left in the snap count. 
and you've got to hear 2-2-1-1-3-6, Banjo 7. And you're sitting here going like this. And you're in here listening to all that. And you're hearing the quarterback, check, check, 80, check, 80. Slide left, slide left. You got to have all of that. Your middle linebacker is your quarterback. He's watching everything. He's watching all of that. All of that is going pre-snap on defense. So what do you want to do to all the new guys you have on defense? Simplify it. Canes G, twist left, cover two. Keep it there. And as you start to see the guys understand, add a component. Add another one. Start moving them around a little bit. Seeing if your front fork, the key to this defense will be this. You know, and I know many of you out there want to see Gannon blitz. Screw that. Do you know how you could control a football game? With your front four. If you could control a football game with your four versus five, they can't beat you. You know how many times I walked into football games with Jimmy Johnson as my coach, Wanstead as my coordinator, pro or college, and we would own you because four guys beating five guys up, I don't have to blitz. I'm getting to the quarterback with four guys. You got one man extra, and I'm still whipping your ass. Boy, is that an advantage. And you could keep it simplified. The worst thing you hear is this. This is what I think Gannon did wrong last year. This is why Fletcher Cox, I thought at the beginning of the year, started to say, I don't know what they're asking us to do. They simplified it. They simplified it. Okay? Simplified it. Then you add. The worst thing you can have, because remember something. The advantage the offense has, they know where the ball's going. We don't. So we're moving around, man. Look, look, watch this. Just, just so you know what defensive guys go through, I'll give you guys a little bit. When I see splits like this, they're trying to get outside of me. They're trying to get to the edges. They're trying to cram us all down in. I see splits like this. They're trying to run inside. Probably a power game. Could be a trap play or an influence play back inside. You've got to know all these techniques. Guys in front of me here. Guard moves away just like that. My first reaction is not to go with him. My first reaction is this. Back inside, something's coming from within. Either a tight end's going to wham block me, a running back's going to wham block me, or a guard's going to wham block me, or I'm going to get the... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply center back on me and I've got to wipe across his face because they're trying to go to the right side. Never follow the ball. The ball will always take you away from the play. Follow your keys. You follow the keys that are inside. You'll always make plays. The first thing you get is with a young player, like a Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, we call them the peekaboos. They'll start doing this. They'll start peeking. And they'll start looking for where the ball's going. You start chasing the ball. Watch this. You chase the ball. All of a sudden, the ball comes back on a counter tray. Bam! Blown up. Guy comes back and wham blocks you. Knocks the chicklets out of your face. Let me tell you something. In that game, a little different than the college game. Because <laughs> when they hit you and you ain't looking, That tends to hurt. First time they ran that wham block on me, I was playing against the Chargers. Actually, the first time I had a wham block done on me was by Walter Payton. Okay? First time I had it done on me was Payton. And he had this – by the way, Jared Payton went to the University of Miami, and I love the Payton family. And um, Walter Payton was his last game at Tampa Stadium in 87. He comes through the line of scrimmage, and man, Walter Payton was a great blocker. He came in there and just knocked the shit out of me. Bam! <laughs> hey, man. I remember Irv Randall, the John Randall's brother, was our linebacker. I remember this, man. I go back in the huddle, man. I'm out on my feet. And I go, thank God it's third down. Everyone in the huddle starts laughing. It's first down, sells. Shit. It ran the same play at me again. Bam! (laughs) It's Peyton laughing at me. (laughs) Welcome to the NFL. It was my first play, too. It was my first play in the NFL. I tell you guys a story. I was a hurricane on Friday. I played Sunday against the Bears. The supplemental, they just drafted me, and I played against the Bears. I didn't even have training camp. Here's Peyton hitting me. Bam. I get to the sidelines. Everyone's laughing at me. Welcome to the league, dude. Man, I had an upset stomach, man. Somebody goes like this to me. Hey, Sills, what happened, man? I go, hey, man, I like I like grapes in my salad. Someone goes, grapes? <laughs> I, I went, hey, I go, yeah, I like grapes in my salad, man. I mean... I sat down and they went, you might want to sit a couple plays out here, son. Yeah. Yeah, man, I like grapes, you know. Grapes and, like, walnuts. Guys are like, I'm on the sidelines against the Bears. Tampa Stadium, 1,000 degrees above zero. I'm, like, sweating my baguettes off. Yeah, I'll take grapes and walnuts. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Um, Man. Oh, God. 
<clears throat> yeah, go back and uh, there's a YouTube of the uh, of the Bears game. Big Sills in it, 93. Go back and watch it. You'll love it. Hey, that was my yeah, that was my first game, man. Walter didn't say nothing. He just laughed. <laughs> oh man. Hey, <laughs> you mean great Gatorade. Oh my god, man. <laughs> Blind side. <laughs> Dude, those things kill, man. So what I'm saying is simplify it, you know? Absolutely simplify it. Don't forget, Craig Carton will join us in hour three at 5.30 Eastern time. That GD Xander, man, can you believe that he just came in there, dropped his magic, and what a terrible thing. (laughs) Fixed the show. Yesterday, Michael Irvin's calling it the National Dynasty Show. And Walnuts, please. Big sales. (laughs) Thank you, Seth. I appreciate it. By the way, I want to talk a little bit about the 17 team versus the 2022 team. I want to hit on that. Don't forget also our friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. Guys, do me a favor, okay? When you go to Morgan & Morgan, you'll understand what I've been talking about now for months. The biggest law firm in the country, and they are the most important people in your life when you're looking to get compensation for your family if you've been hurt or injured on the job. For the people, it's not a slogan. This is who they are. Okay, now understand this. They're the biggest firm in the country, like I said, with over 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida. There's no such thing as a fender bender or a small case. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. Call them at 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Sill sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan and Morgan for the people.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. By the way, good to see NBC Philadelphia picked up the Big Sills story on Michael Irvin calling the Eagles um, a dynasty. Gee, wonder why. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you something about Jacob Media, man. You know who Jacob Media reminds me of? The Raiders. <laughs> it reminds me of the Raiders. Okay, they remind me. Nobody, you know, you, you know, eh, you know, they're not really anybody. Hey, Angelo, Howard, can you come on my show now? WIP says we can't come on anymore. Oh, I got market managers from other companies trying to get under my skin before I do my show. It's fantastic. I love being that guy. Hey, by the way, did you see me post on my Twitter page? Still to this day, 30-some-odd years later, Xander, the most hated team in the history of college football. By the way, Sports Illustrated actually had, if you go back, all you had to do is Google, who is the most hated team in the history of American sports? They put pro teams in there, including your Flyers. You know what the number one team was? The 86 Canes, who you truly played on. With Jerome. And 30 some odd years later, they're still posting stories that my team is the most hated team, which means obviously the most relevant team and the most remembered team in college football history. 100 million people watch us that night against Penn State. 100 million. See, get this. When you're on a good football team like Alabama or any of these good football teams, like the Patriots, you're not gauged by your wins. You're remembered by the losses because they're so few and far between. Yeah, we beat that team. <laughs> okay, I know it's a highlight of your life. It's all good. 
<laughs> I love that, man. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, Anthon just just put out a list. Somebody else put out a list. Two four seven put out a list. And they're like, they're like the most hated team in the history of college football. It's pretty crazy. I love it. Dan Stubbs handed you that sack, Sills. He did not. I got there first. I sacked a guy on the first play in front of 100 million people. I know it was Moss that actually got there first. That big Sills destroyed him. By the way, Buddy Ryan always said, you know the thing he loved the most about that game, even though we lost, is that Jerome Brown did the salute. Buddy's a big military guy, as you guys know. So Buddy loved that. That Jerome used to always salute. And that was for him. I showed you that picture of Buddy Ryan coming down and watching our practices in 86. He loved Jerome. He loved Jerome all the way back then, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's good. It's good. Just, you know, the only thing that we always really looked at, though, Norman Brayman just was not a very – he wasn't a very good Philadelphia Eagles owner. When he bought the team from Toes, hey, man, he, he, he spent, I think, less money than he did. Uh, yeah, man. I just – and then Lori got that team for a bag of Skittles. <laughs> that, guy was in, that guy was in so much trouble, man. And he, he didn't even want the team anymore, man, even though he kept telling people how much he loved Philadelphia. It wasn't true. I, he, I, I wait, I'll take that back. Norman's a good person. I know him well. He did, but he just didn't want to spend the money. Okay. Hey, 85, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hey, let me, let me say something to you here before we get into 2017 versus 2022. Okay. Do you know what I've been pleasantly surprised with? What player do you think? And look, it's not Kaiser White because you know how much I'm falling in love with the guy. Do you know how happy I am? And I'm sorry to have to say this because I guess it's just today's athlete. But do you know who I'm exceptionally excited about? Jordan Davis. Let me tell you why. That's right, Daz. You know why? Jordan Davis has acted like a professional. I didn't. It's not quite that easy as you think. I'm not making excuses for myself. I failed because I didn't act like a professional. I come from a place, and the reason why, watch this. Some guys always go like this to me. As Cilio talks like he was a 12-time All-Pro. That's not true. I come from a place of I wish I had done this instead. It was never about ability. It was about doing the proper steps. It's funny. It's kind of like chasing me down even in my broadcasting career. Doing the steps to remain a professional. And Jordan Davis is doing all those things. Came in in shape, listening to the coaches. Hey, what I loved also, you know, he's a little bit upset that everybody sent that 
video clip of him destroying Cam Jurgens and it went viral, you know what he said? Instead of like something I might have done, yeah, man, I killed the guy that day. You know what he decided to do? Hey, man, it was one play in a scrimmage. Doesn't mean that much. I wish you guys would stop showing it. We're all professionals here. Dude, that's great. If you're Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, even your owner, Bob Lang, all the guys, Tracy Rocker, you want to hear that. That's professional maturity. For a guy we question with an appetite problem, hey, I'll tell you what, it could have been Zion Williamson kind of stuff. Look at Zion Williamson. The reason that that guy can't get on the basketball court is because he's fat and he's not disciplined. How many people were doing this? Hey, is he going to be the next Zion Williamson of the NFL? I mean, when you hear people saying he may have a weight issue, you know what that's code to me for? You mean he's lazy? Don't let it be lazy. It's not. This kid's acting like a pro, man. So great to have to not worry about that. Boy, I can't tell you. Hey, and I know some of you go, dude, he's a pro. Well, you know what? Okay, well, yeah. That doesn't always work out like that. Sometimes the things that are a given are the hardest things to obtain. Well, you're supposed to have good character. Well, not everybody does. You're supposed to be punctual. Not everybody is. It's a good thing to hear, man. I am thrilled to death to hear that. He's focused, came in in shape. He wants to contribute. I thought all the things that we were talking about with him was going to slow him up. Instead, he's ready. Plus, you have Fletcher Cox sitting around him. Plus, you have Hardgrave sitting around him. Plus, you have Tracy Rocker. All these guys played. Jay said, Sills, remember a week ago I told you Jurgen stood Jordan Davis up and you acted stupid and didn't know what it meant. Uh, okay. What do you think about Sweat? I'll get to him in a minute here. I, I, I really like what I'm, what I'm seeing with, with Jordan Davis. Even lost weight, he's around 340. He's around 335 instead of 341. I don't think people, Anthony, realize how much sometimes six pounds is, you know, and what it could mean to a player. You know what I'm saying? Can't wait till the Lions game either. A powerful 6'6", 335, running four sevens. Anthony, that's a modern-day NFL unicorn. God, is that really unbelievable? Unbelievable. Okay. I was going to wait to the top of the hour with this, but I want to hit on it now. I need your help on this. Is this 2022 team, has it been built better than Howie Roseman's 2017 Eagle team? Is this team 
have more talent. I guess that's what I'm asking. This team have more talent. You think this team is as talented as the 2017 Eagle defensive team? Wow. Got an in-prime Fletcher. That was a pretty good football team. Fletcher Cox in his prime? You make an argument. Fletcher Cox is one of the top two defensive linemen in the league at the time. In 17, that guy was wreaking havoc in the league. Okay, he's wreaking havoc. They got at, plus you had, look at your coaching staff. Jim Swartz, was he the coordinator of that team? Was Jim Swartz the coordinator of that 2017 Super Bowl team? Former head coach. Look at what you had in your coaching staff. Both your coordinators, one would go on to be a head coach, have pretty good sex in Indianapolis right now. Doug Peterson former player, and Jim Schwartz. So Jim Schwartz was your OC. He takes the job after getting blown out in Detroit as head coach. That was a pretty good coaching staff too, man. I mean, those coaches knew exactly what they were doing, and, man, they put people in positions to win. Sean says, I think you had more established vets on the defense this year than you did in 17. Yeah, but you know what, Sean? Fletcher's not in his prime. You got guys like, like that are really good. Some of them haven't hit their stride yet. You got a lot of guys improving years. I don't know. It just doesn't seem that this defense, look, you, you don't really think that this defense this year is better than that 17 defense, do you? You guys think this defense is better than the 2017 defense? Ah, man. I don't know. By the way, who were the – I forget the corners. Help me out on that. Who were the corners on that team? Let's start there. Who were the corners on that 17 team? Let me take a look at that. Man, that's a pretty good-looking football team. There were a lot of good people. Darby, Maddox, Mills. Especially in the secondary, right, Tasty? With Darby and them guys, those guys played awesome as a unit. So you think really this defense is better than 17's defense? That says a lot. Justin goes, we are better coaching, just don't have a power running back like, like Garrett Blunt in 17. It was great, but... There were scab corners, Mills and Douglas, Darby. Darby did have a great year. Patrick Robertson right now just got a brand new contract extension in Green Bay. 
coaches and the organization didn't know what to do with him. Colossal failure there, by the way. That guy's a star in Green Bay. Okay? That guy Robinson's a star in Green Bay. For you picking up Darius Slay, that's a colossal failure. That guy just got a massive contract in Green Bay. They didn't know what to do with his ass. I mean, he's, he's making big ducks up there now. It's a better defensive group, okay? Do you think this is a better offense in 2022 than in 2017? I'll tell you what. Remember, before you answer that, you destroyed the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Destroyed. Destroyed. Not beat. Destroyed. What's different from that team? Here. I'm not going to say anything. I'm asking all of you the questions here cuz I'm giving I'm I, I'm I'm being educated myself here. Okay? Picking I am thinking of Douglas, my bad. My bad. I think I'm I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Douglas. Offensively, tell me this. What's different? What's different right now? From that 17 team offensively that you think here in 2022, was that 17 offense better? Yeah, Douglas Green Bay. You're right, guys. Forgive me. Carson had 33 touchdowns in 13 games. So you're saying the quarterback was better. Again, a different version of Carson Wentz. Not debating that today. We're not debating that. Who's better, Wentz or Hurts? I'm not. In 2017, Wentz was the most valuable player. You know what's funny? If Carson Wentz probably plays one more game after the Rams game, he probably wins it anyway, right? He probably wins the most valuable player award anyway. What? Do you, what, what how many games did he miss? He, he missed like what, three? If Wentz probably pays 60 minutes of football, he probably wins it that year, the MVP. I could see you giving an MVP award to somebody that only missed two ball games. I mean, Aaron Rodgers missed a ball game last year. Okay, I don't I don't think people have a problem, especially with a guy with 33 touchdowns. Say he throws two more, he would have 35 touchdowns, seven picks, over 4,000 passing yards. He probably – he missed four games? I thought it said that he missed three – I thought he missed three games. I thought he played three games that year or 13 games that season. He should have won it anyway. Chris, he definitely wins the MVP award. I agree. So right now, again, the one is, okay, so you're only telling me that this team right here being built by Howie Roseman. So Howie Roseman built a better defense this year in your eyes. Then that established 2017 Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagle defense. Okay? I'll take your word for it. We'll find out soon. The 2017 offense, you're saying is better because the quarterback was better. 
Is that correct? How about this, too? The quarterback room is superior to the quarterback room now. Wentz and Foles and Jalen and Minshew. I don't know. I'm, you know, again, I'm not here to debate that today. But if I was just looking at it and using my eye test, to me, that's a better quarterback room. 22 is way better offensively. So you guys are here then saying that you think that this team here is a Super Bowl. The Eagles are a Super Bowl contender. Am I right? Are you guys willing to go on and say today, moving forward from August 11th, that the Philadelphia Eagles are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year? So you go from a nine-win team last year who didn't beat anybody relevant from a four-win team two years ago to a team that, and by the way, to be fair, the division and the conference have come back to Philly. Look, NFC, there's a lot of issues everywhere. Tampa, what's going on with Brady? Ryan Jensen's injured. Matthew Stafford's like having like arm issues, like he's Clayton Kershaw. Green Bay, lack of talent up there at the skill position positions. Who else in the NFC? The Cowboys have lost a ton of players. 49ers are going through a quarterback. Facelift. Joseph, you think you're the Super Bowl favorite out of the NFC? Gaming, I know what I have. I'm asking you. Okay? You're you're asking me a question I've already thrown out to you. I'm talking to you now. You think this football team is better than the 2017 talent team that Howie Roseman built. So you're saying right now this is the best football team that Howie Roseman has ever built since he's been in a personnel or general manager's position in Philadelphia. Yes or no? Is this the best team? Team. 53-man roster. This is the crowning achievement. And I'm not saying that they're going to have the same result as 17. I'm not saying that. But you're telling me then that this football team, having been built by Howie, including the coaching staff, This is his Pieta, his Mona Lisa. This is the best unit he's put together since he's been in a position of authority in Philadelphia. Yes or no? Hey, by the way, I'm not talking about single positions. I'm talking about a group of players and coaches. Has this team been constructed better than the 17 team? Mr. International says no. Gaming says this is the best team that Howie's ever built. Top five teams he's ever built. No. That's a waffle question, Gaming. I want a definitive answer, yes or no. 
is this his best team he's ever built? That says way too many unprovens. Eagles fan says, once you said coach, well, that's part of it. He hired these guys. By the way, he hired Doug Peterson. Oh, hey, am I right when I say this, guys? I remember when Doug Peterson got hired in Philadelphia, you guys took a crap all over that guy. You guys weren't fans of Doug Peterson being hired. Don't pretend like you were. Then the only way it got sold to you was because why? Because he worked with Andy. That's the only reason. I went back and looked. You guys looked at that and went, Doug Peterson? You got to be kidding me. The backup quarterback, the, the, the dude that would like was like a journeyman quarterback is our now head coach in Philly. Right? All right, I'm, a pa- I'm past the post here. I want you to think about that. I want to, I want to keep on this topic here. This is his greatest team. He's Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
The National Dynasty Show. Oh, um, by the way, what, what, first round privilege. Let me tell you what that is here first a little bit here. Okay? The National Cutoff Show. That's what Xander says. But then again, sometimes Xander goes like this, dude, these hard outs with you and all this stuff. So it's all good. Hey, we appreciate everybody coming aboard here with us. 22 is better on paper, but they lack special teams. That's a great point. I'm going to get back to all that. Thank you, 85. Um, First round privilege. You know what it is? It's your wide receiver called Jalen Rager. Oh, I have to make the team? What? You mean I... I have to make the roster? That's first round privilege. It happens to these guys. You know, you're raised in it. You believe it because you know the other second and third and fourth rounders. They live their life normal. You're a first rounder. And you get all the executive privileges of being a first rounder. I don't have to make a team. Okay. I don't have to make a team. I'm a first rounder. I have first round privilege. Jalen Rager was asked a question about whether or not he's feeling comfortable that he's got a spot on the um, Eagles. And you know what he says? I guess I have to make the team now. I I am um, I'm being humbled. That's the difference between Devontae Smith and that dude. Devontae Smith goes out every day proving that he belongs on the team and he belongs in the league. Some guys think they're entitled to it. That's his training at Alabama. Dude, I'm not coming out of a football game. You imagine playing at Alabama and you're Devontae Smith, and you got Jamison Williams behind you. You got Waddle on the team. You got all these dudes that are in that huddle and in that room. Bro, I ain't coming out for shit. I'm not coming out. I may lose my job. That creates competition, and also it keeps you on your edge. And you know what also it does? You're never in a comfort zone, which means there's always a sense of urgency and you play your career with a sense of urgency. But you see, Jalen Rager doesn't look at it that way. It's taken him three years in his first round privilege. Okay. His first round privilege. Oh, I got to make the team. I've been humbled. What a what a sorry-ass conversation he must be when you're talking to him. He's one of those dudes that just don't get it. Dude, you suck since your first day in the NFL. You're terrible. I don't think you've ever had over 30 yards in a ball game. And you were a first-round pick. We are not going to sit here on this show and ever give you kudos for anything 
I had a good practice yesterday. Who cares? Your production is un-NFL worthy. You would struggle in the Canadian League. Because those guys play for less money and less hype and less exposure. That'd probably bug you too. First round privilege. Yeah. <laughs> what a loser. I hear comments like that. You should be seen and not heard because your performance has been seen and not heard for three years. Dude, you got a guy in Minnesota that's lapped you 700 times. If it was a fight, they'd have called it. If it was an UFC MMA fight, Dana would have jumped in the ring and said, this thing's over. Okay, it's over. No more hits to the face. This thing's over, dude. This guy still thinks he's in a fight. And the only reason he keeps that position is because, well, I don't know now because how he covered it with AJ. You ever notice all the failures that Howie has had as a general manager? He's covered with free agency. It'd be a corner. It'd be a wide receiver. It'd be a linebacker. Look, if Nicole Dean doesn't work out, Kaiser White is. Isn't it pretty crazy how that matches up? Jalen Rager sucks. AJ, he made a trade for. Okay. Kind of like X's out that. I'm, I want the roster. Hey, by the way, you can eat the dead cap money. I want the roster seat. The roster seat is more important because I got to determine whether or not I'm going to keep 10 O-linemen or if I'm going to keep another linebacker because I've got to work on my special teams, which are atrocious. Okay? This guy's worried about this shit here. Okay, and the Kobe Dean doesn't work out. Kaiser White does. Right? Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham. Okay? I like the kid. Derek Barnett? Derek Barnett. Well, I went and got Hassan Reddick to cover that one. Look how that works. Derek Barnett, Hassan Reddick, A.J. Brown, Jalen Rager. You know? He's good at it. Um, you know, man, I've been just bombing on wideouts. Let me go over here and get this guy. By all accounts, Devontae's good. Hey, gaming, 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 gaming. You're right. But here, gaming, I'm glad he fixes his mistakes too. But don't double down on them by putting roster spots in jeopardy by putting those guys on the team. And there's three roster spots on the team that should be going to players that will contribute this year and not to players who are there just because Howie doesn't want to look bad. That's not productive. That's counterproductive and doubling down on mistakes. Dude, cut your losses. Look at what New England did. They kill Harry. They realize he sucked. Cut their losses. Got rid of his ass. They don't care about taking heat in New England. Imagine if Howie took Jefferson instead of Rager. 
and Metcalf instead of Umbrella Man. We would be good for a decade. What awful picks. Yeah, but wait a minute. To what people are saying now, he has gone back and covered him up and made him better. At least he does address him. He does. Chris, I don't know why. You know what? Chris, that shows you. Yeah, I, I got that, Xander. Hey, Chris, that just shows you, though, that the general manager has more say over the team than the head coach does because a coach would go, get that guy off my ball team. I need the roster spot. Here, let's do this. Who shouldn't be on the team that has a roster spot right now? Jalen Rager's one of them. Derek Barnett's the other one. Both first-rounders. Derek Barnett and Jalen Rager should not be on this football team. They should not be on this football team. There's two roster spots. Okay? White side. No, that's not true. Smile. Jalen Hurts, a second-round draft choice, has clearly proven he's a second-round draft choice quarterback. He's clearly proven that. Not true. I would now I would have said this to you. I would never take a Jalen Hurts in the second round. I thought that was a colossal disaster what they did. But I would say this to you. Hey man. Okay, now he he he's he's lived up to that draft position. Dude, hey Mr. International, you say Dillard? I say this to you. I don't know, man. Teams call the Eagles all the time for that guy. By the way, in this hour, our friend from WFAN, Craig Carton will join us at the bottom of the hour, 5.30 Eastern. We'll talk Giants, Jets, and Eagles. He also was a former radio host at WIP in Philadelphia, so we'll talk with him. I believe we could get a first-rounder now for Hertz. I don't. You think if you put Jalen Hurts on the open market, you get a one for him? Who? You think the Texans would surrender a one for him? You think Carolina would surrender a one for him? I'm giving you the shitty teams. You think the Saints would surrender a one for him? Name me a team where you think you'd get one or better yet, 40 million for him. His values in Philly because they're building the team around him. That's what his, that's what his, that's what his strength is right now. They're building the team around him. His, his highest values in Philly. A late first rounder. Yes. Someone dumb would come along sales. I, I just, I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe that someone would surrender a one for him. Baker Mayfield has done 10 times more than what, um, 10 times more than what Jalen's done. I mean, remember something, everyone always looks at Baker and I'm including me. Okay. 
he took over an 0-16 football team. And they did go to the playoffs with him. And he did change the culture around. Okay? They wanted better in Deshaun. He's a better player. I don't know a better person. I doubt he's a better person. But at the end of the day, they wanted a better player at that position. Okay? I mean, Baker Mayfield's acting ball games. I'm not saying that he's a good quarterback. But he's more accomplished than Jalen's ever been at this stage in their careers. See here. Baker's a bum. Well, dude, again, I hope I hope Jalen wins some games that matter. He's not won a game that's mattered. That's what I'm saying. And I said this in the first hour. It's not going to be about statistics with Jalen. It's going to be about beating Minnesota, Cards, Cowboys, Colts, Washington, the Packers, the Titans, teams like that. It's not going to be about statistics with him. It's going to be about being in significant ball games and making plays in those ball games and showing me he's an NFL quarterback and not a running back playing the quarterback position. Okay? B. Lewis says, you're high if you think Baker's better. I said he's more accomplished. Once again, listen. I said he's more accomplished. He is. He's thrown 28 touchdowns in the AFC. He's more accomplished. You can't get any around it. I don't think he's, I said it. I don't think he's very good. Jose says Baker is playing better, but Hurts has a higher ceiling. I disagree. I don't think running quarterbacks have a high ceiling. What running quarterback has a high ceiling? Name me one. That they've won significant games. And when you say Cam, Cam 6'6", 257 pounds, threw for 4,000 yards in his career, has a 30-touchdown season in his career, and he's an MVP. Look at him now. He's out of work. Because that style of play, look at what Vic didn't do shit. Lamar Jackson... Led the NFL in touchdown passes, my friends. He threw 36 TDs one year. Was a unanimous MVP. Won 15 ball games in the AFC. Easy. I wouldn't consider McNair a running quarterback. Hey, Mr. International, what did Vic ever win? He was fun to watch. What did he ever win? A game in Green Bay. Steve Young was the most completion percentage, statistically gifted quarterback when he retired in NFL history. I'm not a Howie cheerleader at all, but he built a roster that will win games no matter who the quarterback is. Name another GM right now that can do better. Les Snead. 
I'll take Les Snead in Los Angeles. Last four years, he's been to two Super Bowls, won one of them. He's got two NFC championships. Les Snead. Let's see. Um, like what Jason Light's doing with the Buccaneers. That's a pretty good-looking football team down there. Green Bay's won 39 ball games in three years. And by the way, the Eagles have to beat teams like that. Okay? Fran Tarkenton, when Fran Tarkenton retired, he retired the all-time leading passer in yardage, broke Unitas' record, which stood for 35 years. Wasn't just a runner. Joe Barry in Cleveland, <laughs> hey, we thought he had a pretty good offseason going until, uh, you know, yeah, right? Until the league came knocking. No, 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 Steve. Steve says Hurts can't beat a good team. No, 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 Steve. He hasn't beat a good team. I didn't say he couldn't. He hasn't as of yet. I never said that. I said he hasn't beaten a good team yet. He didn't beat a winner last year at all. As a matter of fact, that got destroyed. Eagles can beat Green Bay this year. Well, you're going to get your shot in week 12. Gordon says, Baker had two of the top 10 rushers. The Eagles had the number one running attack in the league last year. They may have had Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, but you had the number one running attack in the league last year. He beat the Saints when they had a bro. This, this what, did the, what was the Saints record in 2000? What was their record last year? Let's take a look at that. What was the Saints record in 2021? They were a non-playoff 9-8 and eight team, I think. That's what that says, I believe. Okay, that's a, that's a good game. Hey, I know, right, Michael? People can't hear, dog. Nine wins, 9-8, nine and eight. great. Here, what was Jalen Hurts' number in that? I think if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Eagles run for 248 yards in that game? What was Jalen Hurts' numbers in the Saints 2021 game? Let's see here. You guys say that he was a significant factor in that game. But I tell you what, they ran the hell out of that. They did a great job running the ball. If I'm not mistaken... Yeah, there it is. They rushed for 244. And Jalen had 69 yards. Hertz was 13 of 24 for 147. Thirteen of twenty-four for one forty-seven. <laughs> Pretty good game. Beat the Broncos last year. Didn't have a winning record. I told you, man, you're not listening. 
it's hard to believe that Tarkington didn't win at least one of those four. If I'm not mistaken, I think Joe Cap, Greg, took one of those teams to the Super Bowl. I don't think Tarkington took all four. I, I, I think Bud Grant had Joe Cap one year. And I think Cap actually won the, won the MVP award that year. And I think Tarkington went to the other three, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so I, I, if, if I if I remember right, Fran Fran lost three Super Bowls, and Cap won or Cap went to the other one. If I think, Steve Hurts does not suck. I I don't I don't go there. Carolina had a winning record when we played. <laughs> okay. Carolina sucked last year. Yeah, Greg, I, I, I Cap was the other guy, if I'm not mistaken. Had a winning record. I, I love that. That's like the college football guy. Well, they were ranked fourth when we played them. Would they end up? They weren't on. They were unranked. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, Craig Carton will join us, afternoon host from WFAN real soon. We'll talk to him, get his thoughts on the Gigantes, Jets. I know he's a Jets guy. And we'll ask him about Zach, Zach Wilson and that football mess. The Jets are the Jets. I'm not a Robert Saley guy. So I want to get his thoughts. He's By the way, he's down at the University of Miami right now, dropping his two kids off. I'm trying to get him on the practice field. And I text Mario. <clears throat> I'm trying to have him go by practice so he can go by the University of Miami and pick some stuff up. Yeah, Xander, that's how I do business. <laughs> that's how I do business. <clears throat> hey, can you come on? All right, I'll, I'll send you to practice. <clears throat> uh, dude, didn't you call Hertz a tomato can? Yeah, I did. But, Chris, I can't now because yesterday after Michael Irvin said that you guys – have the beginnings of a dynasty. I, I'm, 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 I've kind of been thrown for a loop. You know, I've been thrown for a loop because there's a dynasty being built and there's $40 million on the table waiting for Jalen Hurts at the end of the day. Okay. I think Carolina will be much improved this year. With 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 Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, I think it all comes down to whether or not Christian McCaffrey. They did, Mister International. I think the Joe. I think Joe Douglas is doing a nice job. I think the head coach is not the right guy, though. <clears throat> okay. Randall Cunningham could run and throw, Mister International. The problem with Randall Cunningham's era was they didn't spend money in O linemen. Okay. Yeah, so, hey, hey, Chris, everything's there for him, man. Look at this. You guys have been telling me today that this team's better than the 17 team. I heard Eagle fans come on this program today and tell me that you think this team right now is Howie Roseman's best creation and his best football team he's ever built. Look at what we're doing here today on August 11th. You guys have circled around this team and said, this is Howie. In his 22 years of either being a cap guy or in charge of personnel or GM, where he's had control, this is his best group. 
he's ever built. Okay. You know, it's funny when you build a company, you're looking for profits and we're going to see what the payout is real soon. We're going to find out what the payment is. Michael said this team's unproven. Wasn't asking you that unproven. I ask you, is this the best football team that Howie's built since he's been in charge? Why are we talking so much about the offense when we're letting quarterbacks set personal best completion percentages and consecutive completions? I we, we, We've addressed it. I think they're better on that side. I like the linebacking core. I think it's complete. And by the way, the reason I like the Eagles so much is because of that side of the ball. I think they've improved the corner. I think they've showed us that they could be better even at the safety positions. The linebacking core could be the best they've had in decades. You may have to go back to the McNabb era linebackers that you have some of the best groupings that you've had at that position in a long time. Joseph said this is the best defense under Howie. That's quite a statement. That's quite, yeah, especially when you have guys like Jeremiah Trotter back in the days. Those are great linebackers. (laughs) Jeremiah Trotter could hit people. I mean, you're talking about some of the greatest linebackers. I don't think it's in the same category as the Seth Joyner linebacking core. That was probably your best safety group and your best secondary group that gained green. That gained green, that's your benchmark on defense when it comes to position groupings. That's your greatest uh, defensive line of all time. Clyde Simmons and all them dudes, Jerome and Reggie. I mean, that was your best defensive line by far. We need a thumper. You know what, man? I tell you, um, keep an eye on Kaiser White. Under Howie. Yes, Joseph. Under Howie. Under Howie. Okay? Under Howie. So, hey, look, guys, I'm going to tell you one more time. I I really believe that this is going to be a very interesting season. I do think that this football team has talent. And you know what? Even listening to Michael Irvin yesterday, make no mistake about it. You know, even with Michael Irvin, the way he's talking, he looks at it too the same way. Now, to some of you on what you guys said, look at here, man. Quarterback and the coach, even the coordinator, those three dudes have to be significant contributors this year in moments to win games. Jonathan Gannon can't be out schemed defensively like he was last year, 70% of the time against good teams. How many times do we see that defense not look very good in games versus experienced quarterbacks and good coaching? How many times was he out-coordinated last year? I mean, Andy Reid made him look like a dumbass. Reid goes like this. We're not going to throw the ball. We're going to run it. I can't even tell you who their running backs are in Kansas City. 
and they ran the ball for over 200 yards against the Eagles last year. They didn't have to throw it. Okay? Team, team can be great, but unfortunately, Howie's the, is the secret head coach. Christopher, you know what, though, dude? If he wants this thing to work, he can't be Jerry Jones. Okay? He can't be Jerry Jones. He's got to let that coach coach. And I think they did a nice job. Hey, by the way, I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. I think Steichen, once he got the head set on that was the OC headset last year, and they transformed that team around because they had to, I started the program out by saying, I think one of the beautiful things about this Nick Sirianni coaching staff is this, they listen. They're more apt to be open to change. He's not afraid. You know, most coaches, they get to a certain level because of some things that got them there. Good coordinator, you know, can design plays well, can can craft a game plan for a respected quarterback like Frank Reich and those guys. But some of those guys can't listen. They don't want to listen. No, that's not how we do things. No, that's not what we're going to do. No, that's not my system. It's one thing to have conviction in what you believe. It's also another thing to be able to do this. Hey, you know what, man? This is not happening, and this is not working. Jerry Jones is delusional. Jerry Jones is confrontational. I mean, get out of the way. I don't want to hear on Mondays, the first thing out of the Cowboys is the owner going, well, you know, we got to do this. Dude, You, you the, the head coach loses, in my opinion. I think the head coach loses his position with his football team when you got too much meddling from the front office. This is where I think Nick Sirianni's done a great job of managing Howie Roseman. I think it's a talent what Nick has done. And I think this comes from Frank Reich. Hey, you want that Eagle job? You've got to deal with Howie. And if you're not willing to deal with Howie, always remember this. He'll make a change and get your ass out of there. Okay? Jesse says, Sills, you don't think if Doug was the coach that he would have switched to the run like Sirianni did? Jess, I think that there's there was when he was the head coach at the very end. I think Doug had put his feet in cement, and I think Howie had put his feet in cement, and I think those two guys were just in a tug of war, and no one was listening, and no one trusted one another. I think those two guys lost trust for each other. You know, the crowning achievement was that 17 Super Bowl, but in my opinion, in the end, what ended that relationship? Lack of trust. On both sides. I think both men fell into a position where they didn't trust one another. And I think that's what cost them that football team doing more things. I mean, look, I hate the thing that I hate the most about what happened in 17 is how much of a cliff dive that team took. I mean, they went from winning the Super Bowl, beating the Patriots up to winning four games. Three years later. I mean, how's that possible? How do you go from that to that? And that quick a time, it was like a Titanic sinking. In two hours, that ship's gone. In three years, that thing's eroded. 
Dank says you're giving Howie too much credit. Laurie pulls the strings. Yeah, well, Dank, he put the strings, instead of having some of the strings in the hands of Doug Peterson, he put the strings also um, in the hands of Howie Roseman. So now he's Howie's got them all. At least there's clarity in the building. By the way, we're efforting our friend Craig Cart, and hopefully we're able to connect with him. The afternoon host, WFAN, hopefully we can connect. Losing Frank Reich was tough. Well, usually when you're successful, you're going to lose great coaches. I mean, look at what you lost, too, from that staff. All of a sudden, Jim Schwartz, you know, and all that. Okay. Any updates on Paulie Shore? I don't know, man. I'm sure he was great. VJ says he does have to prove himself as a passer. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's one of the things in this world you got to do, man. You got to make sure. You got to prove yourself when you're in this league, man. All right. Hey, and by the way, so I'm working on getting my boy Craig Carton over to practice. I'm waiting here to get back, and I'm waiting for Mario to text me back. I go like this. Make sure you do this, too. The equipment manager is going to bring his kid over there to the Miami Hurricane practice. Hey, Craig, I appreciate you doing this, man. It must be hot as Hades down there in Miami. <laughs> I'm actually sitting outside in a courtyard. I hope the background noise isn't too much for you. I know the last time I talked to you, I was outside of a bowling alley, and you could barely hear me. Uh, it is hot. It's hot. It's not not hot. It's hot, but <laughs> it's one of the great joys dads have, I think, in life, and that's having the ability to move their kids into college. I know you and your daughter. I imagine you've experienced the same, and uh, I'm down to you. That's fantastic, man. I pl- hey, they've revamped that place, man. It's really I, I, I love the University of Miami. I took my daughter last year to college, and she's like, Dad, we have to move my bed in. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, she's like, well, you have to carry everything. I'm like, holy Jesus, what? Bro, man, I, I sweat my baguettes off last year in Arizona moving my kid in. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're doing with your kids now? now yeah, you're moving moving in. Them in. Uh, I'm the family builder, so I got got everything together and then i was supposed to be in her apartment for the um internet guy to come you know turn on the internet and i got bored waiting so my son and i went to get some vietnamese food and we missed the guy he's <laughs> 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 gonna have to come back tomorrow hey, how about this craig let me a hey, 2022 new york jets will be what i think we're over 500 i i can't put a number on it because that's silly anyway but I think even with the Mackay Becton injury, which is a huge injury, despite the fact that he essentially didn't play last year, him being healthy makes that offensive line legit. They've got no joke depth at wide receiver. They've got two tight ends. They've got depth at running back. So all of a sudden, you've got a young quarterback unproven with legitimate talent around him. And the Jets didn't have that last year. And I think, obviously, the better their offense is, the better – their defense will be, and last year's defense was historically bad. But I don't know, maybe it's just the optimist in me. The New York Jets are going to be good. I mean, not winning a Super Bowl good, 
but I think they're going to be good. I think the kid's going to be good. Robert Saley, I'm not a believer. Make me a believer. Why is he the guy in New York? Because bold guys are always better than non <laughs> You know what? Here's what's interesting. He, you know, there's an old thing in sports, I think, for fan bases, where do you win or lose a press conference? And I think he clearly won an introductory press conference. He had a lot of mistakes last year as a rookie, first-time head coach, you know, on the sideline. But I think there's a belief in him. Um, and I don't know why. Maybe it's the success in San Francisco. Maybe it's the way he carries himself. He appears to be an extraordinarily competent guy. Now, we've known a lot of competent football men who are great coordinators and lousy head coaches. And there's a huge difference between being a great corner, uh, position coach or coordinator and being the head guy. But, you know, he'll be as good as his quarterback is. And I'm still a believer that the kids got all that you need to be really good. You know, you have one of the coolest distinctions of any host on the East Coast. And before I get into the Gigantes, what's different talking sports in Philly versus talking sports in New York? What's uh, different? Conceptually, nothing. They're the same people. The biggest difference in, is that, and this is a, it's kind of getting in the weeds a little bit for when you're doing sports talk radio. If, I, if I'm in Philadelphia, I'm talking about the Eagles. Everybody loves the Eagles. I'm talking about the Phillies. They all love, et cetera, et cetera. When you're in New York, if I'm talking about the Jets, I'm alienating Giants fans. If I'm talking about the Giants, I'm alienating Jets fans. And that's the case for every single sport. So the, the trickery of sports talk radio in New York is how to bridge the gap where you know, Giant fans are upset that you're not talking exclusively about them. You know, right, the New York Mets are the hottest team in baseball right now, but it's still a Yankee-dominated town, fan base-wise. So how do you navigate that successfully and while it seems like it shouldn't be that hard go with the team that's winning it's not as easy as a lot of people might think whereas if i go to boston i'm a patriot fan a celtics fan a bruin fan etc you know if i go to new york i could be one of a lot of teams hey i i said this so bart scott asked me a couple of years ago he goes like this sills what's the difference talking um what do i have to do when i'm talking in new york i go Bro, most important thing, you got to know the boroughs. And secondly, I don't want to hear anything about I don't want to hear anything about the Ravens. I don't want anything about the Patriots. I don't want to hear about places in Baltimore you ate dinner at. Talk about Midtown. Talk about anything, but do not talk about he he never got that. So it's a science talking sports in that town. Yeah, like it's it's not brain surgery, but you have to know <laughs> like you do have to know what the listeners want to hear about and how to you split up the amount of time you give to each. Like the worst host in my position can do at two o'clock is say, Hey, Giants coming up at four. Because now the Giant fan goes, I got I gotta listen to that show till four o'clock. So you want to keep everyone in. A, a quick Bart Scott story, because he's a dear, dear friend. I invited Bart to play in a celebrity softball game for charity. Now here's the kid that grew up essentially just outside of Detroit, right? Yeah. All American kid, great football player, self made guy. And I go, Bart, you're going to play right center field. And he looks at me and he goes, where is it? <laughs> I go, where is it? It's right over there. <laughs> play second base? <laughs> where that is either. The guy grew up in Detroit, Michigan, 
and never played baseball a day in his life. He never he never watched or heard the Tigers or any of that stuff. That's crazy. Like if I said to him, he knows now because I busted his chops. Yeah. If I said you're playing third base, he would have gone to third base and stood on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, the Giants. Um, yeah. I tell you what, I can't remember a decade that has sucked so bad for them. Maybe back in the Joe Pisarchik days, uh, you start talking like that. But, man, I'll tell you, new management, Brian Dable rolls in there. Like, we were just talking. We know he's a great coordinator and what he did with Josh Allen. But, boy, I'll tell you what, man, those days of Jerry Reese and Tom Coughlin, man, you can wish those guys out of there. But they won a lot of ball games when they were together there. I mean, what do you look at this 2022 New York Giants team? I, I, there's sometimes, not all the time, where changes – for changes sake. And for 25 years, the New York Giants run by either Ernie Acorsi, George Young, or someone on that tree. They never varied from it. And after a quarter century, literally, of some great successes, Super Bowl wins, they got to the point where I think they had to come to terms with the fact that there's footballs, you know, there's a new way of doing things. There's a new mindset of how to approach coaching and training and all the things that come with running a football team. And I think, to their credit, they were very loyal to that young tree and all the different branches off of it. Even, you know, they still used to go to Bill Parcells as of a couple of years ago for advice on things. So I think it was hard for them to get into this new era of NFL football. And they were smart. They went to a franchise that's had as much recent success without winning a Super Bowl as anybody. And I think they'll be better off for it. And, you know, they're in a similar spot as the Jets, and that is, can the kid play quarterback? You know, I think Daniel Jones is better than what most people think, but, you know, this is it. You know, you're either an NFL quarterback by this time of your life or you're not, and he's got one last shot to prove he is. You think Jalen Hurts what – you, what's your take on Jalen Hurts? Do you think he uh, has the chance to be an elite quarterback, or do you think still a, it's, it, the jury's out on him? I think the jury's out on him, but I'll say this. If Jalen Hurts is as good as Eagle fans hope he is, I think they're the team to beat in the NFC East. I think right now on paper the Cowboys are, even though they've never been successful postseason with Dak, I still think they have overall the best team. But the one caveat to that is if Fields is legit, I think the Eagles are the team to beat. Wow. That's fantastic, man. So – What's your kids looking at me? Is this your second year for your boy going to Miami? There you go. Hey, man. This is your third year. Yes, sir. So are you a player yet down there with the, all the girls at the UM now? No, we got to get a little bit going. Yeah, What's that? Work too. Okay, so listen here for you. Wait a minute. I want you to do a favor, okay? I'm going to send okay. your pop an email with Len Weiner's number on it. You know who Len Weiner is? I'm sure your dad knows who he is. I do not. You do not? Okay. Len Weiner started ESPN Radio. He's the program director. I know your pop puts you on some shows on weekends at Fan, right? You've yep. done it, right? Yep. All right. So I'm gonna. I tell you what. Screw your father. I'm gonna send it to you, okay? On the on the DM, Len Weiner cell phone number. You call him and you tell him you want to go over there. You need a job. You tell him Big Sil sent you. <laughs> That's the quickest way to be kicked out of the industry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Craigie, when is your when is your Fox show starting? Um, not exactly sure yet, but soon. 
Hey, Craig, stay by the phone, man. I'm working on getting you and your son over there to practice We're tomorrow, good. man. Got two kids in Miami. My daughter's moved in. He goes in tomorrow. And even if not, I appreciate the love and the continued support. And you keep killing it. Thank you, you brother. I appreciate you, Craig. Thank you, brother. Be good. You got it. That is Craig Carton. You see that, man? Fastest way out of the industry. No insilio. Thank you. <laughs> hey, your friend here, Morgan and Morgan, don't forget, folks. Do me a favor. If you're hurt or injured on the job, do me a favor. Call our friend, and he will take care of you. He's the biggest law firm in the country. Over 800 strong, 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida. They will take care of you, I promise you. For the people, it's not a slogan. It is who they are. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Look, open 24-7, seven days a week. Like I said, they're there for you. The consultation's free and the call is free. 800-512-1600. And when you call them, tell them Dan Cilio sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yeah, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
So now Carton's saying the Eagles are the team to beat in the NFC East. If Jalen Hurts is as good as everyone's saying. It's two guests in a row. Two guests in a row. Carton thinks that he thinks the Eagles are going to win the East. Hey, by the way, I, I just texted him. I said, bro, that Jets team ain't winning eight ball games. I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, they are. I'm like, no, that's, you know, I do think the Mets are going to face the Dodgers in the NLCS. I agree with them there, but dog. I do not believe that Jets teams win in eight ball games. There is no freaking way. Okay? No way, man. Chris Kane, did you just blow up Carton's show on Fox? <laughs> he was like, Sills, where the hell did you hear that? I was like, bro, you know I know everything, man. You know I talked to Jacob Bowman. You know I know Eric Shanks and them guys. Yeah, you know I know that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope not, man. All aboard the hype train, Steven. Oof. Hey, and did you hear what Eagle fan said today? This is the best team that Howie Roseman's ever built. Let's write that down. Look at all these receipts that I've kept. Look at all this. Jalen's four. This is from Xander. 40 million, baby, per. I'm going to put a big Z there. <laughs> Best team. Howie Roseman's ever built. Even the Super Bowl team? Yes. Look at these receipts. Holy cow. Jalen, 4,200 yards, 35 touch. Jalen Hurts, 5,500 yards, 56 touchdowns, $700 million a year. I'm like, wow, okay, yep, yep. GT goes, you and Shannon Sharp don't believe so. I believe he's good enough to get the job done. Just like Dilfer was. Hey, that's a good one. If Trent Dilfer can get it done, Jalen Hurts can get it done. Jalen Hurts can get it done. Yeah. I'm a diehard Eagle fan, and I've never heard that BS. What BS? I didn't say it. Everyone here said it today. Said that Howie Roseman's greatest team that he's built since he's been put in charge of the football team. Hertz is winning the MVP. That's another one. Hertz MVP. Xander's got him making $40 million per. Joseph's got him winning the MVP. Super Bowl favorites. Oof. Call Joe Douglas and trade Andre Dillard for Jermaine Johnson, the FSU edge rusher, and Coleman. I think they did call the Jets up for Dillard. 
I think Howie said no, from what I'm understanding. Big Sills, you're getting softer. Oh, no, September's coming. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, what's happened is, is that, you know, I got Carton now coming on telling me that the Eagles are the favorites to win. Yesterday, Irvin's calling you guys dynasty. He will make $40 million. <sighs> Most QB rushing. <laughs> yeah. So we can also compare him to Keenum, who has Diggs and Thielen. Who's K- Case Keenum? Case Keenum's not throwing to Diggs and Thielen. That'd be Josh Allen, my friend. Right? Oh, good night, man. Two guests in a row that have kind of like twisted it in me a little bit here. Seal's going to want to start a show on Saturday. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. Here, let me see if I get somebody else on tomorrow to call this thing a dynasty. By the way, that Michael Irvin interview is still humming. Mike's been texting me all day. Dude, what the hell? I go, hey, I can't help it. And he goes, Jesus, I make a, I've been saying this like three times already. I know. All right. Hey, listen, guys, I appreciate you coming aboard today. I know I got off to a rough start there with the uh, going back and forth there with the stream. We appreciate you holding tight with us. Thank you so much till tomorrow. Again, if you missed any of the, show please go back and watch it share it a little bit later please hit the like button till tomorrow three to six eastern we'll see you on the flip side when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply